Hi, I'm William R. Moses. Hi, I'm Allison Thornton. Hi, I'm James Kamali, the director of The Mental State. And we're the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome, or welcome back, depending on uh, if you've been here before or not. But this is episode 666 of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Semrak, and this is the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we don't have one, we don't have two, we have three. Once again, we have three guests all together. It's the director and cast of The Mental State. Now, not all the cast, but a couple of people from the cast. They will include William R. Moses, who we all know from many, many, many episodes of Falcon Crest, and Allison Thornton. From She's been on all kinds of different shows, including Quantum Leap, and director Kamali. He's the director of Mental State, and they're going to be joining us to talk about the film. Now, The Mental State is a very, very thought-provoking and uh, just a very interesting film and uh, very current. And you want to uh, check that out if you get a chance to see it. It's coming out on December 19th, so be sure to check it out if you get a chance. And uh, we'll uh, let you know more about it as we go along with this episode of On Screen and Beyond. And uh, we've got a lot of great stuff coming your way as far as remakes, sequels, prequels, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's getting closer and closer to Christmas and Hanukkah. Want to you know have everybody you know whatever you celebrate. We hope you have a great time. It's just you know get together with family and everything like that. So I uh, hope you'll keep uh, that in mind, but also keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. We will be taking a break, as far as I know. <laughs> I said that the last couple of weeks, and now we have another episode coming next week. All right, I was going to take uh, two weeks off during uh, Christmas and New Year's, but uh, it looks like um, you know we've got the opportunity to have some more fascinating guests here for you, so we're going to have another episode coming your way. But anyways, uh, as we get closer to Christmas, if you're looking for a present, be sure to check out onscreenandbeyond.com. Go to the On Screen and Beyond merchandise button. Right on the front page, right at the top, click on that, and you can pick. I have my coffee mug, I've said this many times, right in front of me, and it says On Screen and Beyond Podcast, Where the Stars Talk, and it's a great little mug, and you can pick it up right there. Or if you want t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, um, gla- beer glasses, or, or whatever you want to put in it, you know, glasses, they have all sorts of stuff. Great, great stuff, you know, to check out. So uh, that makes a good Christmas gift if you're looking for something and if you're, uh, you know, looking for something just to give somebody, you know, who's a fan of On Screen and Beyond, go ahead and go to onscreenandbeyond.com and check out all the merchandise we have. And I think it's time. I think we should get into remake sequels and prequels coming your way because there's a lot of stuff. That's it. Next on On Screen and Beyond, remake sequels and prequels. (laughs) 
Remake sequels and prequels Kung Fu Panda 4 with Jack Black chops its way into theaters on March 8th. Pedro Pascal will star in Gladiator 2. That's coming your way on November 24th, 2024. And Wicked Part 1 which means they're going to have a part two, comes our way on November 27th, 2024, with Ariana Grande. And it looks like Ghostbusters continues with Frozen Empires. It floats into theaters on March 29th. And on July 3rd, Despicable Me 4 will be here for all of us. And that's it for remake sequels, and prequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming our way as far as upcoming new movies? Upcoming new movies, Charlize Theron and Daniel Craig will star in a new heist film called Two for the Money. And it looks like Bradley Cooper and Christian Bale are going to be starring in a Cold War spy picture called Best of Enemies. And Olivia Wilde will direct Naughty. Now, this is going to be a Christmas comedy in the future. Uh, not in the future, set in the future, but in the future next, you know, probably for next, next Christmas. Anyways, that's it for upcoming new movies next on On Screen and Beyond. Movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Movies on TV and DVD and streaming. The creator is available now, and that's going to be on digital and 4K Blu-ray and DVD. And January 5th, you can look for Man on the Run. Now, this is a true crime documentary on Netflix, and it brings together a mysterious international playboy, a multi-billion dollar fund, and A-list celebs. And The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, the official restored complete series, arrives on December 19th. Now get this, in a 50-disc set. 50 discs. It's incredible. And on December 20th, Maestro with Bradley Cooper lands on Netflix. January 12th, Shutter Streams Destroy All Neighbors. And that's starring Alex Winter and Jonah Ray Rodriguez. And that's it for movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. Hi, I'm Kathy Garver, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. TV and entertainment time. It looks like Curb Your Enthusiasm will end with season 12 on HBO. And the primetime Emmy scheduled for September, back in September, are now going to happen on January 15th. That was rescheduled because of the strike and everything. And Lisa Kudrow and Ray Romano will star in a Netflix series called No Good Deed. And sadly, 61-year-old Andre Brower of Brooklyn Nine-Nine has passed away this past week. And that's it for TV and entertainment time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be sitting down with three people, two cast members and the director of the movie Mental States, including William R. Moses. From the Mental State, coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Today on On Screen and Beyond, we have some cast members and the director of the new film, The Mental State. And one guest has been on the Orville, How to Get Away with Murder, NCIS, The Good Doctor, Grey's Anatomy, War and Remembrance, over 140 episodes of Falcon Crest, and so many others. Another guest has been on Quantum Leap, Nancy Drew, School Spirits, The Rookie, and more. And the other guest has directed A Fatal Obsession and The Heavens Must Have Cried and more. It's William R. Moses, Allison Thornton, and director James Kamali. Welcome all of you to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Boy, it's a good thing I've got editing because... <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. But I really do appreciate all of you joining us here. And I'm going to start off with James because uh, I got to tell you, I watched this movie and it is a fascinating movie, and it's so current, and so uh, it was just so good. Mm, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, it, um, that's for the audience to decide. I appreciate you saying those those great words. You know, I think uh, from myself as one of the lead creatives, and everybody else, I think we just kind of all tried to put our heart into a story like this. You know, it deals with a lot of sensitive uh, subject matter and social topics, and you know, for me, this was something that I grew up in a sort of post Columbine world, which is something that happened, you know, well over 20 years ago now. And, uh, those sort of headlines have just keep kept on popping up constantly. Uh, for me back in 2012, when Sandy Hook happened, I was in, um, film school then kind of coming of age into a young adult. And it was something that was really sticking with me is, you know, why do kids keep needing to do lockdown drills and rehearsing exit strategies and facing situations like this. And I also felt like the news at the time was not kind of covering these sort of stories um, with as much compassion perhaps as they should be kind of sensationalizing a lot of stuff. And um, yeah, it was a story I was interested in making and uh I kind of, I started to discuss some stories about it with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, Remington Moses, who also plays uh, counselor Melanie Hansen in the film and is also William's daughter. And she had linked me up with Josh Adele, who was her former drama teacher um, about a play called the mental state, which is what the film is based on. And that gave me a lot of like, you know, sort of background and insight and, and a really great jumping off point. It, it just contained a lot of the themes and family dynamics I was looking for in a story like this. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was it, it, just so good. Uh, now, a- you. Allison, you did a great job. Thank you. You were just right on. I mean, I, I see a lot of different films, uh, you know, a lot of uh, independent films and everything else. And a lot of times I can tell exactly what's going to happen, you know, through the whole film. But James, I, (laughs) you had me wondering and everything. And Allison, you were so good. William, you were great. The the cast was amazing. I mean, I think that's a big testament to the set environment that James created. He, he made us feel very safe. There was a lot of trust that he instilled from day one. We were hanging out outside of work all the time and, and James really gave us so much room to be creative and collaborate and, and to just play with the scenes and really listen, which was amazing. Um, and there's a lot of like switching perspectives throughout the movie, which was just found for myself through conversations with James. I mean, 
Bethany specifically, there are moments where we're really seeing her just through Andy's perspective and he's putting her on a pedestal. So um, I felt like there were certain moments where my challenge as the actor was to not really play a person, but to play like an idea of this, this woman that needs to be saved or, or whatever Andy was going through at that time. And, um, it was just such a fun challenge yeah. to do. And, and, and like you say, it, it, it was, sometimes it was tough to figure out what's reality and what's not. And, and I don't want to give away too much here because I, I hate it when everybody tells exactly what happens in the film, but it was, it was really good. I mean, and thank you now, William. Yeah, I was very oh, blessed to work with both Allison and William and, and the whole cast on this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now, William, uh, I, I was going to ask, and I'm still going to ask it, but, uh, you know, James was talking earlier. How did you get involved with the film? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, this is sort of a, a family uh, thing. Right That's now. what I was going to say. <laughs> For a lot of different reasons, you know, um, you know, uh, first of all, Remy went to Campbell Hall in um, in Los Angeles, and she was very close to her drama teacher, Josh Adele, who wrote the play. And I had known Josh, and I had known how close Remy and Josh were and what a big influence he had been on her life. Uh, James came into, into my life uh, through Remy, and I had been aware of James's work because I'd seen a lot of his independent movies, a lot of his student films. I knew about his background and his training and uh, all of that. And then I was had the... Uh, the pleasure of, of, um, reading, um, many different drafts of the scripts as James was developing the concept and, 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 and finding his way through this, this thing. So when, uh, it was actually my birthday and I was coming out there and, uh, it's independent film. So there's a lot of things fluid. And James says, I need, I need a hand. And by the way, you'll work with your daughter. And it was like, well, <laughs> and it turned out to be my birthday. Uh, so this family thing brought me to this project and brought me into the family of, that James had created on the movie set, which was, uh, just, you know, great. Yeah. Now, had you ever worked with your daughter before? No, uh, that was the first time Remy and I have ever worked before. And, you know, but I, she went to, uh, I watched her through high school and then she went to drama school at NYU and, uh, I watched many of those productions and, uh, but this is the first time we've, we've actually worked and, and occasionally, uh, being that this is the industry that we're in, uh, when I need help on an audition, uh, uh, my daughter has helped me and, uh, um, and so we've worked, uh, you know, not on, it's the first time on camera, actually, yeah. that we'd actually work together. Yeah. And I can, I can see there's some pride in that. <laughs> You're working oh, with your daughter and your son-in-law oh, and everything. Well, and, and pride in James and the wonderful job that he did with this movie and how timely the movie is and how on point the movie is. You know, more than that, independent film has been, you know, trying to get uh, independent film, um, you it has changed where it fits in the industry uh, that this is, is more reminiscent of a time in the industry where independent film was really having its heyday. And this is in, in that it feels similar to me. Um, you know, there was a time when Sundance first started coming, uh, came together as a, as a festival where independent film really became a, a thing. It had, it had a certain kind of snowballing momentum. And then somewhere along the line, you know, 
Sundance wasn't really a venue for independent film. It became a venue for studios to launch films. Uh, and this reminds me of uh, this process, this kind of uh, outside of the typical genre, outside of uh, um, procedural dramas or or uh, franchise characters, something that's totally original and new and yet very poignant. You know, these are the things that you hope for when you involve yourself in craft, you know, something that really speaks to something larger yeah. and has some, you know, I feel this, I'm proud of the movie, but I feel the movie's kind of has an important message, you know, and, yeah. and shines a light on something that people otherwise wouldn't know about. And I, you know, I, th I think, you know, I'm of the school from the many wonderful teachers I've had, you know, who, who, you know, said what we do is important. And I feel like this is that that fits in that category. Oh, definitely. And, and I've, I've said this over and over, over the years that I've been doing these interviews, but if you want to see a good film that has a story and everything, see an independent film. Not that, not that the, some of the big studios don't do that, but I mean, there was not one explosion in this film. There was not one person in tights, you know, flying. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> now, and not, there's nothing wrong with that. But this James, story and character are central, right? Yeah, and, and James, you just did a great job with this. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's a testament to everybody who helped collaborate on this film to even. Billy reading scripts early on and giving me feedback and, and just taking the time and being able to, you know, it's funny in independent film, there's certain things you can't afford, but what you can afford is kind of in the, before the early stages is taking that time and, and developing the scripts that um, you want to see on screen. Right. And so I had a great chance to develop that with the other writers, with the help of our producers, Matt Einstein and Glenn Trotner, giving a lot of feedback for other people like Billy giving, giving us feedback. And then, you know, having a really amazing set of collaborators from everything from actors like Allison and Billy to our grip, you know, our key grip, I'm still good friends with. And he's like also an amazing, you know, cinematographer in his own right. And then Ronnie Swenton, who's the DP and like my co-filmmaker, you know, having a great relationship with him. And, you know, I'm just so fortunate for, for everyone who worked on this, uh, on this project that I've just been super lucky to have great collaborators across the board. Yeah. Now, Allison, was it tough playing this role? Because I mean, it, it's a very intense role. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a method actor. I like to come out of it, especially for a role like this that's so dark. I think it's really important to be able to separate myself um, so that I don't come home carrying the weight of it. Um, but I mean, getting into the character was so fun because Bethany is such a, a complicated, complex character and she felt very close to me and she has so much depth and she falls into a lot of the same issues that I fall into, like giving too much of myself with good intentions. Um, and it was so like, she's just, she's just well-written. It's, it was so fun to be able to jump into that and to really kind of crack through her ideas of perfectionism or how maybe Andy experiences her and, um, having that not necessarily be her truth. And, I had so much fun with the rest of the cast as well and and for a lot of the heavier sequences in order to get out of that and go home and not be affected like 
me and Jance and Blaine would get off work and go to Denny's and get waffles and just talk about the day and shake it off. And Quinn also, who plays Amber, would take us out on the weekends and show us Syracuse. And and we had such a fun community on set. So getting out of those dark head spaces was really easy. And it was just a pleasure to be able to lean on other people. And once again, a testament to the set environment that James created. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Leonard Malton, and I'm on On Screen and Beyond. And I know we're getting close to the end of time here, but I want to uh, just uh, take a, a little personal question on either, for each of you. Uh, James, uh, you always wanted to be a director? Is this uh, something that you've always worked for? Uh, yeah. I mean, basically. Uh, I started making very silly movies with my friends when I was like 10, you know, and um, I was lucky that my parents recognized that very young and sent uh, myself and a close friend of mine to NYFA had like teen filmmaking programs in the summers. So I do that in, uh, you know, starting when I was like in middle school through high school. And originally I was thinking, you know, I went to uh, university for architecture and then, uh, I was there for a year. And as much as I loved architecture, I, my heart just would not leave filmmaking. And so I've always loved, uh, every, just every aspect of filmmaking, but just like every corner of it truly. And the only way that I felt like I could really continue to explore that is by directing. But, um, yeah. so the dream is to continue it as long as I can, you yeah. know, William, how about See. you acting always what you want to do? <clears throat> Oh, no, I wanted to play in the NBA, actually, but really? uh, well, yeah, I was uh, uh, too short and couldn't jump. So, oh, okay. uh, and, and, uh, so that was my problem. No, uh, my mother was an actress. I grew up in and around the industry. Um, I sort of, uh, you know, uh, got my uh, Screen Actors Guild card in 1979. Um, um, the, um, I, uh, um, I fell into doing it and got in front of the camera the first time in 1979, uh, and is sort of like flying and falling all at the same time. And it was horrible and wonderful and, uh, but fascinating. And it led me on a path that's been really a career journey. Yeah. Um, and one of the things I love about acting, um, you know, is that it's one of the few professions where you can be better at 82 than, than you were at 22. So, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> just because the, the, the process is, is so fascinating yeah. and, and the craft is so fascinating. Allison, how about you? Um, yeah, I mean, my, when I was a kid, I, I didn't really speak that much and I had a lisp and my parents put me in acting essentially to get me to come out of my shell. And then when I was I think about nine years old, I looked at my mom and I said, no, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Um, and she made me wait until I was 11 before actually pursuing it, even though like my parents were terrified and they have nothing to do with the industry. And they were like, they were essentially like, okay, this is going to be a fun phase and maybe she'll like get it <laughs> in her system. Um, but I just loved it so much. And I was so fortunate that my family, um, even though they were terrified, <laughs> put whatever they could behind me to support me. Um, and here we are yeah. like 13 years later. Well, <laughs> I, I tell you, you, I can see you're going to have a long career. I mean, you were just Thanks. fantastic in the film. 
I really, Thank really you. thought it was good. All right. Well, I know we have to finish up, and I have one final question for each of you. Um, and but before I you know get into that, I just want people to be looking out for the mental state, which is coming out on James the ninth. December 19th. December 19th. Yep. Where, December 19th. Where can um, they f- hear, see it? Everywhere. No. Uh, so on every, like, TVOD, uh, anywhere you go to buy or rent a movie digitally, um, whether it's Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Vudu, all those uh, channels, you'll, you'll be able to find it and um, find it there, December 19th. All right. And people should definitely be looking out for this film because it's a, it's a very timely film and, uh, it's, it's, mm. it's a great film. So, uh, hope they'll all Thank be you. checking it out. Um, the final question, mm. when all of you relax and have time to do something rather than making films and, and acting and directing and everything else, but when you relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past and what's your favorite movies now and of the past? We'll start with James. <laughs> Throw it at you first. Elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, like the movies I watch is, uh, I try to watch as much as I can, but also it's sometimes based on like what I'm trying to work on next. Uh, man, favorite movies and stuff. I love a good comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, to relax. Uh, whether that's Monty Python's Holy Grail. Super bad. It still makes me laugh as hard as it did the first time. Uh, also, Spaceballs are all very yeah. silly comedies, <laughs> you know, but that's what I use to, to relax. Uh, and TV shows, um, same thing. Seinfeld. Oh, you can put that on loop and I'll just sit there, you know, watching it constantly. So, yeah. yeah. William, what about you? Oh, I guess uh, movies, you know, I'm... Um, the movies I, you know, it doesn't matter when they come on. I always watch them would be, you know, Godfather one and two blow my mind uh, just because the acting is so sensational. The filmmaking is, uh, you know, it's, it does it get better? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, the graduate, uh, uh, midnight cowboy, uh, you know, it doesn't mean I only watch old movies, but, uh, those are movies that, that just, they stand up. They're as good today as they were when they were made 40, 50 years ago, if not even better. Um, you know, television shows. I like the Sopranos. I like, uh, you know, modern family to laugh. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, there's so many that, that I have that I like, you know, I like, I like Narcos blew my mind. I thought, uh, the crown I like very much, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that, that I like, you know, it's, it's usually, it's varied and uh, not not specific to any one genre, particularly. Yeah, Allison, what about you? Um, in terms of movies, my comfort movies are Lord of the Rings. I think my sister and I have every single word memorized, wow. and we are so horrible to watch it with because we will recite every single line of all three movies. Um, in terms of television, I mean. I'm rewatching Peaky Blinders right now, which is just so good. Um, White Lotus is amazing. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah. good. Um, I loved Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, I mean, but right now I'm really on the Peaky Blinders wave again. Yeah. 
<laughs> I just Boy, I really gave session. some goofball answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, I I cannot thank you enough for each of you for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. And uh, I you know cannot stress that people should definitely go out and see the mental state on uh, December nineteenth because it's a, a very touching film. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And William, Allison, James. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so Thank much. You. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. There they are. Thank them so much for joining us. William R. Moses, from uh, we remember him from Falcon Crest, and Allison Thornton, who's been on a lot of different TV shows, and director Jamie Kamali, director of The Mental State. And uh, if you get a chance, check this movie out. It is just a a fascinating and thought-provoking film. You want to watch this, and uh, it's uh, yeah, I you know you just got to watch it. That's all I can say. I don't want to give anything away. But uh, I hope you're going to keep listening to On Screen and Beyond as we bring more and more guests here. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a guest, email it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. And we'll see what we can do about getting that person on. Had a lot of good suggestions lately, and I'm working on those. Uh, and we'll see what we can do. So, uh, like I said earlier, Christmas is just around the corner now. We're getting close. And if you're looking for a good gift, be sure to check out the On Screen and Beyond merchandise at onscreenandbeyond.com. Right on the front page, top button, it says On Screen and Beyond merchandise. Click it there. We got baseball hats, uh, you know, hats and uh, mugs and T-shirts, all kinds of stuff. You, you just got to go look at it. We got men's and women's and, and you know, different sizes and everything else. So uh, a lot of neat stuff. Be sure to check that out at onscreenandbeyond.com. And tell a friend about On Screen and Beyond. Keep us going. And if you are on one of the podcast providers, please leave a review. A five-star review is great. If you want to write something, you can. It takes a little bit more time. I understand you, you know, may not want to do that. But if you could, it'll help us out. And uh, also, like I say, if you leave a five-star review, that'll really help us out. And uh, you can do that on uh, different uh, platforms like Apple or Spotify or anything. So that's it. That is a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care.